0: And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike.
1: Yo, uh, word, adjective, (laughs) pronoun, adverb, run on and on and on where my gerunds at. Parenthetical Uh Shit Motherfucker Ass Tits Cunt cock, Motherfucker Shit Ass Tits Motherfucker Shit Come on Fickety Fuck Fickety Fuck Fickety Fuck Fickety Fuck Reggie Watts That's Reggie Watts A song that he
0: calls Fuck Shit Stack How are you guys today? Welcome to Spikes Car Radio Reggie Watts is going to be on the show Uh In a little bit Um He's filling in for Zuckerman. He's uh, he's filling in for Johnny Lieberman. <laughs> he's just filling in. Uh, Matt Farah uh, couldn't make it. Uh, Mr. Seinfeld is uh, missing in action somewhere. I, I think he's uh, he's away. So uh, Reggie is our new Spikes Car Radio uh podcaster and uh it's a good thing too because reggie aside from being james corden's band leader and uh, a cool uh comedian and uh hip-hop comedian that i've known uh for a while known about i uh, don't know him all that well um he's also a porsche guy um and i suspect as much because he was at the malibu kitchen uh, cars and coffee last week and he walked by it's uh, a lot of celebrities out in malibu will uh You'll see them out in the parking lot, and he he just stayed the whole time. He was there for like two hours, talking to us, talking to Leno, talking to Maddie. So uh, uh, it was a pleasure to discover that he was there because he is uh, uh, addicted like we are to Porsches, and he's going to be here in a minute. Um, as uh, as I mentioned in my uh, Instagram post, <laughs> Zuckerman caught COVID. <laughs> Interesting, on the heels of last week's show when uh, Zuckerman was accusing Johnny Lieberman of being uh, patient zero here at Spikes Car Radio. Well, well, turns out Zuckerman was patient zero uh Johnny Lieberman uh does not have COVID but he uh somewhere uh in his week was exposed (laughs) and he's got to quarantine but he's fine I spoke to him yesterday he's doing fine and he's angry he couldn't be here because in reality he had booked Reggie Watts he was he he had called Reggie and said would you like to sit in for Zuckerman and then he went out so here we are um let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, then we'll call Zuckerman. We'll find out how he is, um, and see if he's, uh, alive. We'll do one of those, uh, those checks, you know, they, 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 when they call to see if someone's okay, what do they call those checks? There's no one here to answer the questions today. Um, but, but we have, uh, a, a, a Spikes car radio event coming up that you guys, uh, are going to want to know about collecting cars. um, Our biggest sponsor, Collecting Cars, is throwing an event uh, with Spikes Car Radio uh, at Bluey's Kitchen in Santa Monica, Sunday, January 30th, uh, 7 to 11. Uh, That's Bluey's Kitchen, Santa Monica, California, Sunday, January 30th, 7 to 11. Um, I'm going to be there. Uh, Hopefully, Zuckerman will be there. Hopefully, Johnny Lieberman will be there. Uh, Chris Harris is going to be there. Chris has said uh, he would come. He's a big part of CollectingCars.com. You got to check this out. Um, Go to CollectingCars.com forward slash events and you can sign up or, I I don't know, just go check it out. Maybe there's a place to sign up and uh, see your car. But I I, I get the feeling this is going to be an event to remember, you know, Chris Harris is in town. We got to get Chris Harris to come on here, right? We got to get him back here. I mean, if you don't know, collecting cars—they um, are one of the top-tier global auction companies in the world. <clears throat> Had a huge results for 2021. They've earned a reputation for selling high-value collector cars, in particular, with an average sale price in the U.S. of $140,000. And they've achieved at least nine world record prices, um, including. A record price for 2015 Land Rover Defender 90 Heritage, which they didn't put down. I'd like to know that. And uh, a 911 reimagined by Singer. Um, I wonder if they're going to have to say that now that Porsche is building those 911 engines for Singer. We're going to have to get into that at some point, right? If Porsche is building the Singer engines, do they have to say a 911 reimagined? Or does that now become a Porsche Anyway, uh, collectingcars.com, you gotta go check them out. Uh, Aside from having a car show on January 30th for Spikes Car Radio, a party, uh, our official coming out party together, Collecting Cars and Spikes Car Radio, they have Jensen Buttons. 1970 Ford Bronco V8. Every week, there's a new Jensen Button vehicle on CollectingCars.com. And wow, this is a cool one. A fantastic custom truck based on first-generation Ford's rugged 4x4, currently owned by tw- 2009 Formula One champion Jensen Button, under the hood of 302 4.9 liter small block Bronco V8, upgraded with a FiTech fuel injection, an Edelbrock filter, ooh, an Edelbrock filter, and an MSD ignition kit with a push button start. Hey, let me just Tell you this, it looks cool, and you're gonna want this if you're in the market for a Bronco. Uh, Jensen Buttons Bronco is up there, there's also a nice M3 coupe. Um, but don't forget, coffee run, Bluey's that's the main message here in Santa Monica on Sunday, January 30th. Um, and you're gonna see all of us there, including Chris Harris. And I can tell you, there's not gonna be a lot of room, Blueies is, is kind of small. And I know I can sense your level of excitement over this. Um, so get there early. What did I say? Seven eleven. Eight Yeah, seven to eleven. And I'll bring the Zagato down. Everybody will bring something cool. Let's uh, see here. Let's call Zuckerman up and see if we can get him uh, do a uh, do a check there. Hold on. There's hello. Rob. There he is, Zuckerman.
2: Yeah, I'm alive
0: and well. <laughs> what do they call those checks when you call to make sure someone's still alive? What do they call those? A welfare check. welfare check. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have anybody here, so I can't. I can't. This is a welfare check on you. So what? So what happened? I
2: got COVID, Schmo. That's what happened. Who, who
0: I was hoping, <laughs> Who did you get hoping- it from? <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah, I know what you, you want me to say, but I didn't. It, it's going through my office. I got it from my young associate, Lance. I
0: okay. Believe. What do I want Lance, you to say? What do I want you to say?
2: I don't know. Some sort of evil, horrible conduct. I was out at <laughs> some horrible club or interacting with lower companions and parties and things like
0: that. <laughs> no, I mean you were all over Johnny Lieberman last week, saying he was patient zero. And then you end up being patient zero for Spikes Car Radio. But, but really, yeah. it, it, it's a welfare check. We just wanted to make sure you were okay. What, what was it like? How long did it last?
2: Well, I was hoping I would die. I mean, that really was the plan because it would have been great. You guys would have been fucked. Everyone around me would have been fucked. And I, I would have been fine because I would, I would be dead. It wouldn't be a problem. Um, here's what happened. I felt a little a little cough nothing major on Sunday night. Monday, I had a slightly runny nose and I had a very funny voice. Not very funny, but a funny thing in my throat. I did an antigen test and a PCR test. Both were negative. And when I woke up Tuesday, I had the same symptoms. I tested again PCR and antigen and both came back positive. And uh, so I, I bugged out, I went home from the office, and uh, and I had like what I would call a medium head and chest cold. Uh, nothing terrible, maybe some transitory fever. Uh, I was sick on with this medium cold on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I, I felt vastly improved yesterday. Every day I took an at-home antigen test. Wednesday, Thursday, we both positive. Today I got up. I'm negative on the antigen test, and I feel good.
0: Wow well we're you know, happy we're happy you're okay zuckerman and you were yeah. you weren't you just recently you got your booster shot just recently right
2: yeah the tuesday before last so oh, maybe right. that helped and but no one i was in contact with um caught it from me so wow. that's some um, boy
0: <laughs> well we're happy you're alive we're happy you're I'm alive not, what happens I'm in not. a plan z when once someone just dies suddenly
2: well, you just take what you want. <laughs> there you
0: go, <laughs> listeners.
2: <laughs> you know, whoever gets there first, whoever gets there first gets it. And...
0: <clears throat> you just loot the garage, right? Because possession is nine-tenths of the law.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, it's not going to bother me if my dad do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, now Lieberman some, was exposed somewhere down the line, uh, and he, he didn't make the show today either. Um, well,
2: but he's I'll not sick.
0: sick. He's not sick, but some suspect his beard has COVID. And that's his beard the
2: issue. I'll is PC Shelly has COVID. <laughs> Little Richard. Little Richard is the ultimate. <clears throat> he's like Mary. <laughs> All
0: right, Zuckerman, we'll feel better. We'll see you next week's I'm show. Goodbye. Go go back to being your horrible self. And and please, you know, on behalf of all of us on planet Earth, please do not unleash the Zuckerman variant on us, because that would that would be the end.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) The Zuckerman. The Zuckerman variant. The Zuckerman variant. Uh, Reggie Watts is going to be here. in a moment he's walking in let's do our mint mobile ad uh if uh, saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022 why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless switch to mint mobile it's the easiest way to save this year and as the first company to sell premium wireless service only only mint mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just 15 dollars a month and if you're like me guys and you got a family of people who all have these infernal devices these phones you know exponentially how expensive this stuff gets um i'm a family of four it's unbelievable everybody needs the latest phone and you just look at it. something's wrong right well mint mobile here is here to save the day uh, they have premium wireless just 15 dollars a month By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings off to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone on any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with existing contacts. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for the data you never use. Switch to Mint Mobile. And premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. <clears throat> Here we go. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash spike 911. It's a microsite. That's mintmobile.com slash spike 911. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. mintmobile.com slash spike 911. All right. Where's Reggie Watts? Send in Mr. Reggie Watts. There he is, Reggie Watts. Reggie, good to see you, man.
1: Good to see you, too. Sorry, I'm like <laughs> dazed by just so many amazing cars around me.
0: Yeah, we're in uh, Zuckerman's hangar, and uh, he's. Uh, we just checked in with him. He's doing okay. He's not oh, dead. Oh, that's good. Well, our biggest fear is that he has some sort of Zuckerman variant brewing inside uh. his body that he would then unleash... On top of this, uh, what what is described as a mild uh, Omicron variant. <laughs> but we worry the Zuckerman variant would end up uh, <laughs> killing us all. And let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. This is great. You I know, know, I don't recall if you and I have ever met. I don't think we and have. I think we've been rotating around each other's yeah, spheres. Like orbits, yeah, yeah, yeah not. Right. So I was a little surprised to see you at the Malibu show this past Sunday, Malibu Cars and Coffee. Yes. And even more surprised to see you stay. And oh, and, yeah. and and I said uh, to somebody there, I go, well, you know, there's Reggie Reggie Watts. What is he doing sticking around? I go, oh, oh, he's a big Porsche guy. It was Johnny Lieberman, actually. I oh, called him after. Yeah, yeah. I go, he is? He's yet another one of these secret Porsche guys. And then, of course, you're from Germany. Yeah. Is that where this all began, this Porsche thing?
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny because... Uh, I, I only in the last maybe 10 15 years did I put together that portion was from Stuttgart because I just never <laughs> actually I guess I never took the time to look at the coat of arms but um, yeah so I so learning that and just in all my life I've just been in love with just German engineering German design German philosophy that all that stuff I just really resonate with it even though my mother's French but I but I I have some French elements but mostly I've been coming the German design philosophy camp naturally and so Yes, and then I learned of Porsche and I was like, oh, Porsche, isn't that the, the car that the asshole, uh, you know, protagonist was, always drives in the 80s?
0: Same. Isn't that the same? Yeah. Dave, David Letterman told me about the car and I said the same thing to him. Yeah. And and And, and who did you ask this question to? Uh to who? To whom? When you were thinking about Porsches. Oh. And you had that belief about this car.
1: Uh I was just I think I was just it's just like a general General thing I've had in my feeling. Yeah, general feeling. So what changed your mind? I you know what it was? It was um the nine ninety two. Uh because I liked Porsche. I liked fast cars. I was kind of more of an Audi guy, uh, a little bit. Not not heavy, deep or anything like that. I had a TTRS, which I loved. Um, that was my first real performance car that I ever got. Um, so I loved the Audi, but then... People are always saying driver's car, driver's car, driver's car, driver's car. And then I was talking about Porsche, 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 driver's car. And I'm just like, would you stop saying driver's car and stop saying Porsche? Um, and, uh, and and then the 992 came out started researching it. And I was like, wow, the tech on this is really insane. And I love the look. I love that light bar, um, all the stuff I was just reading. I kind of went in on it and then I was like, okay, that's it. If I get a gig that makes me enough money, I want to get a new 992 Carrera 4S. And, uh, and then like I told this at a m- huge meeting at CAA, it was really great. It was like, it was like 12, My my agent, Rachel Rush is the best. Oh, she, I know Rachel. I was oh, you just know, chatting with her yesterday. Oh, are you serious? Yes. yes. Oh, she's, she's wonderful. lovely. He's lovely. Yeah. She's, I've known her forever. Yep. She's, she's amazing. Great powerhouse power. Yeah. Um, but she brought together all these agents at this one point, like for me to have like this meeting about like, these are the things that I'd like to see my career going or whatever. And it was a big meeting. I was very impressed. I was like, wow, Rachel, you really pulled out all the stops. It's amazing. And, um, while I was there, I had mentioned, uh, I was like, you know what, here's what I'm looking for. I want a gig, something that gets me enough money to get a a 992 C4 S. (laughs) And, (laughs) <laughs> and and i reduced it to that because i like the idea of having a dumb object yeah. a dumb goal okay. um to get to and then five days later I get a call oh yeah uh, Google Stadia is launching and they want you to do the ad for it and it's like it's this much money and I'm like wow that's more than the cost of the car so I would like to get that I would like to order that car now
0: but are you uh, are you now you're the band leader for James Corden that's correct are you now saying that he's not paying you enough money to get a new car is that (laughs) is that what the implication of this statement is no because I don't understand that the band leader gig in late night is the gig of all gigs yeah right I know it's it's 5 days a week you're doing 5 shows a week or 4? Four? 4 shows a week. 4 shows a week. Yep. You're there every time. You're you're playing music. It's a it's uh you know, Paul Schaefer. Yeah. These great names. Yeah. Right? Now you're telling me there was no Porsche money there from James Corden? <laughs> Corden took all the cash?
1: No, no. Well, no. I think what it is, I think I think I looked at like if I want to get a Porsche I just want I would it would be neater yes. if it was just an extra thing, right? To get it. So, and it doesn't interrupt my normal. So you
0: cash wanted money. one job where you could take that check yes. and hand it off to yes. the dealer and go Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. all right no, All right. I understand can, that. And it happened. You know, Jay Leno famously never spent any of his um tonight show money. Any of his oh. NBC money. Oh wow. He only survived on gig money from doing stand up. And ah. every dime of what he earned at NBC hosting the tonight show he saved.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. What a badass. Yeah.
0: So in that way, you guys are the same. I guess so. Just me <laughs>
1: intuitively by default. But it, but that was it. And, and then I, I didn't even test drive a 911. I, you
0: didn't? I, nope. So how did you know? I mean, had you never driven a Porsche before? Never. So never what? Driven. you looked in the car and you just went this... This works. I, I don't understand how you I, made this decision. Well, it's fascinating, it's actually. Kind of, it's like I, I understand going after something you've always wanted, right? Sure. So let me go back to what what Letterman said to me back in the day. Yeah. He goes, "You don't know it, but you're a 911 guy." And I said. I don't like that guy. I've seen him in movies. I don't like who he is. Yep. And I'm from a small Massachusetts town. And I know that kind. He goes, just drive it. It's a, it's a go-kart. Uh, there's no power or anything in it. You're just. It's a focused driving experience, and you're going to vibe with it. And then I drove his cars, and then I went, oh, yeah, I guess I am that guy. And I'm kind of a douche, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, <laughs> I'm going yeah, 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 yeah. to drive, but but I feel connected to these cars, like I feel connected to the right pair of sneakers, the right pair of jeans. Y- yes. You know, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So when I, uh, but I, but I had that experience of driving someone else's car to then go. Okay, someday, against all reasonable expectations, if I make some money in this business, I'd like to buy one of these. Yes. <laughs> right, and yes. I, I luckily bumped into Seinfeld, made a little money, and bought one right yes what you're saying is get me a gig i saw this thing out there and i'm just going to buy it sight unseen and not driven didn't That's that correct didn't that scare you that maybe you get into this thing and you achieve your dream and then right i hate it i was like
1: me no likey well <laughs> uh you know it's funny i guess now that you describe it that way i realize this is very similar to how i do my stand-up or anything like that right like I'm, right i'm not preparing for
0: anything all I, of your stand-up is improvised, right? That All is of correct. It. Yeah, yes. every single show. Every single show, yeah. Every single show. Yeah. So you improvised your car collection. I'm improvising my car collection. <laughs> I'm just kind of going off of like, well,
1: let me see. Let me give it a rip. I mean, I, I you know, I had strong feelings about it. I mean, I'd, I'd driven some... I'd been renting cars, like i some AMG SLSs. Right. Um, I rented a bunch of Audi R8 V10s, V10+. plus. Um, I've, you know, a a Lamborghini, uh, a a Huracan. um, I've rented a lot of sports cars, a Corvette, a Z06, uh, a, a bunch of stuff. And then I had a TTRS and then I had a P85D Tesla. I had a P100D Tesla. So... Um, I like to be as well-versed as I can be in as many cars, um, manual transmission, different types of manual transmission, That you know, as much as possible. I'm not that deep in there, but I try as much as I can. So I knew that from those cars, based on that and based on just the research about Porsche and, and my friend who had a 7, 718 in the parking lot that he really, really loves, and he just kind of went off about it. And I was between him and researching the new 992. I was like, ah, that's that's what I want to start with. And then I right. did. And as right. soon as I got in it and as soon as I drove, I was like, holy shit, this is light years different than anything I've, I've driven. The feel of it.
0: Are you the car guy on the Late Late, late Show? Is Corden a car guy? He's not. He he's lives not. in my neighborhood. I, I see him, I think, in a Range Rover a lot. Yeah, 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 that direction.
1: Yeah, that direction. He, um, I'd say that he appreciates cars, but I wouldn't say he's a car guy.
0: But you me are you the guy on that show that now folks are coming to when they want to buy something cool
1: uh, okay, that hasn't <laughs> happened. Uh, that hasn't happened. I think most of the writers... It's
0: about to. You, think you so? did You did Matt Ferrer's show yesterday. Oh, my god! You're gosh. doing mine today. I know, I it's, know. Have you, I, I'm going to assume you're on Leno's show. I'm going to be in a you, couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: you are? Yes. Doing what? I can't believe all that. First of all, this has happened so fast, and yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it's It's fun. so cool to, like, finally be able to talk about cars with people that love cars as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely the first to admit, like, I know as much about cars as I have researched myself. That's all right. And and experienced in my life, you know, um, so I don't necessarily go as deep as like some of my friends who would know every single iteration. Doesn't every matter. S-
0: yeah, so. Enthusiasm matters. You're right. As we say, it's a very inclusive community, the Southern California car community. Agreed. And it goes back to I don't know where you guys shoot now, but it goes back to that CBS Television City lot. That's where we're at. Where the Smothers Brothers used to be. And there used to be a racetrack. And they they used to be, they had a lot of trouble with the network. And so they'd go out in the lot with the stagehands and the crew and talk cars and eventually got connected to the car crew as a way to kind of relieve the stress of doing their show every week. Which was national news and involved censorship and everything else. The car community just wrapped their arms around them. They said, we want to race. We've never raced. We'll show you. And it's still like that to this day. You are experiencing it right now. I know. And we're desperate for new people (laughs) in it. And we don't care what kind of knowledge you have, just as long as you like these things. And that's what that little Malibu show is about. Anybody can kind of show up with whatever they want. And as long as they're nuts and they're passionate, they're in. This is very exciting. So what are you doing on Leno's show? You know, I don't know what car we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. So you're no just going to drive and chat? and I, I, I guess
1: so, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, interesting to see what they... I heard maybe a Taycan, but um, I have a Taycan.
0: Um, but I, I'm i not sure. I'm not sure what it's going to be. If he um, suddenly started doing uh, carpool karaoke, would you walk off the set? Would if he started doing start carpool... <laughs> um, I probably couldn't do it. I probably, they'd be like, you
1: cannot do that. I'd be like, oh, oh, well... <laughs> All
0: right. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day and uh, started taking athletic greens because, well, you know, I don't like taking vitamins. I don't like taking pills. I want to drink my vitamins. And that's what athletic greens is. So what is this stuff? Uh, With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, Adaptogens. Ooh, I was just reading about adaptogenic, non-alcoholic drinks. I'm interested mm. in that. To help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your health, your nervous system, your immune, your immune system, your energy recovery focus. Um, helps you with the aging, all of those things. How do you personally consume it? When do you take it? Describe your routine, it says. I just uh, pour it into the water and I drink it. And you know what the surprise is? It doesn't taste bad it tastes kind of tropical it tastes good yeah it tastes good it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten you want to do it Um, and guess what athletic greens is going to give you free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs uh, with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash spike 911 one of those micro sites, athleticgreens.com spike nine eleven. AthleticGreens.com spike nine eleven. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens. All right. This Ow! Is exciting.
1: Yes. I actually like that stuff. That's funny. You do? I yeah. You do. I used to work in a health food store. So Really? Yeah. What all. do you know about it? Well, I mean, there's like, there's a lot. They're going to love you now. Well, let me tell you, you know, if energy is an issue and you feel like you're tapped out at the end of the day,
0: what is is gut health?
1: (laughs) Well, gut health is, it's interesting. They they say that your mind and gut are both synergistically. Um, No, I, I, I I just loved it because like there was greens plus there's athletic greens, there's a bunch of like those chlorophyll like um multivitamin in a powder type of thing but mm-hmm. athletic greens is like just kind of stuck it out and they're just great they're just like a go-to it's kind of like emergency for yeah, vitamin yeah, c yeah. They that's just what makes it easy to
0: use right yeah. right right it's just the like oh, well, to be hard just do it sometimes we consume them in our juices and they don't taste well nope this they does. ain't they ain't taste good all right um let's get down to business here uh, you know i i feel like matt probably covered a lot of car stuff uh, not really he didn't we was, or was it, was it weed stuff it was a was
1: crazy which... chat like like we went all over the place <laughs> i mean it One was pe- three, three and a half hours wow of us just like chatting about random wow shit. i mean three we talked a, a little about some mod, some modern electric cars i introduced him to, to an electric car that he did not know about so
0: wow Good. and that show uh posted yesterday on the smoking tire our sister show yeah. Maybe we're their sister show. I don't know. I don't want. To, I want to be the brother show, not the sister oh, show. Okay. Um, one thing folks like to ask on this podcast is, "What is your taproot car?" Do you know what the taproot car is? No, the taproot car is that first car that you bought that kind of kicked off your car passion. That may not have been exactly right, and oh. something you would have kept. So for 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 me. I think uh, it was this '74 uh, 911, kind of the wrong year, wrong color, wrong mileage, everything. And I loved it, and I loved the brand, but then I moved on to better examples in different years. Copy that. Uh, You know, I have to say, my Ford Fusion. I
1: got a Ford Fusion, whatever their top trim was, or like their racy trim. I forget mm-hmm. what it was called, mm-hmm. um, but I got it in black with this red interior. Um, had a what was it uh, UV tenting? This is when I was still in New York. UV tenting, um, you know, custom stereo system, uh, radar detections, uh, Valentine radar
0: detection system. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to do that too. That was one of my first priorities, was yeah. getting that yes. system. And if I could get it built in, even yes. better, right? Totally, yeah. Right? Fully integrated. All my cars have it with, you know, other. They, they. Do you still use that or do you use Waze? Because Waze is very good these days in L.A. with putting those radar traps up on their map. So. Oh, right. Um, I don't use Waze.
1: I used to use Waze a lot. Um, I don't use Waze as much. Uh, I use... Um, I just use Google Maps or Apple Maps, depending if I'm like if I want to feel like you know what I'll give it a try again. But I mean I like to
0: it. to avoid police. Well, for,
1: I just use the system. You use the system. I just use the system because it's not really it's not really that helpful in a city, right? It's kind of arbitrary, and sometimes you'll get x uh an x signal yeah. or i'll get or i'll, I'll get a signal saying i'm getting blasted by a laser right but i'm looking around i'm like there is no laser around yeah. right now i don't know where it's getting that so there's a lot of like false reads so i mostly kind of gloss over it i'll i'll hear it in the tie. kind of have the the racer mirror so i'm seeing it up there um and then in
0: the 911, it's uh, just down by my, under my dash but uh so you have a few porches right now what are you sitting on You've I got have, this car, the C4S, Venturine Green, beautiful yep. thing. And then I
1: have the uh, Taycan Turbo S and oh, the Toffee ty- Beige ah. with the carbon blade
0: wheels. Oh, wow. That's your car. Oh, yeah. I saw that car. That's the car I saw in Malibu. Oh, like, yeah. I took a picture of it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. Is yeah. that a, a paint to sample? No, that's a... Uh, Coffee Beige. Wow. Yeah,
1: it looks, everyone asks if it's painted sample.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it before. I saw it, I think, on the Mercedes on the G-Wagon, but I haven't seen it on the Taycan. Copy. Yeah, someone said that, Matt was saying it's a popular color, but I haven't seen another example of it. Yeah, let's see what Matt
2: thinks. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, Yesterday, you were out at the Porsche Experience Center uh, driving GT3s. Yes. 992 GT3s. Yes. And, and and I what was the other car you were driving? You were with a friend? No, oh, he was no, he was driving another GT3. So those were Orange. both GT3s. Yeah. Okay. Had had you ever driven a GT3? Drive? Never have I ever. So this driven. was your
1: first GT3 drive. First GT3. I think yes. Or I uh, know it. I drove a GT3 RS 991. Yep. Uh there. And so that was my, that was my very first one. And that was like, kind of like roll barred and all that stuff. All right. right this you, read, was my first new gen GT3. And I had an allocation for a GT3 touring and I gave it up. Oh boy.
0: Okay. Hold because on. Okay, please. I went for Turbo S. <laughs> hold on. Let's back up. Okay. First of all, boy, could, uh, that was the sound of a hundred thousand dollars going out the window when he said he gave up his
1: allocation. <laughs> oh my God. I Were you heard. getting it for
0: sticker? No, I was going to not You were going to pay. It
1: was going to. Yeah. Okay. And and what did they want?
0: What did they want over? They didn't say yet, Right. They didn't say I'm going to guess like at least 50. That's fine. You let that go. That's not right. I mean, here's someone of your status and standing should not be paying over sticker for their GT3 Touring. Well, that's good to hear.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I, you know, I looked at it and I know it's like a it's a very pure driver's car. And that new front end is is disgusting it's like so <laughs> it's so precise it's it's just like you just like it's just like the so instructor that's
0: disgusting in a good way in, a very good, in way. a very good way very good way yeah okay. like
1: it's like it's it's disappointing how <laughs> good it is um but
0: it's so what well tell us yeah. give us your review however you wish to communicate it of yeah. the, your experience driving a gt3 because i imagine going from this c4s to that car was illuminating On
1: a, totally in a different. place
0: where you can hit it
1: Totally different. You know, I wish I had more track. That track's pretty tight. um, It is. And we didn't get a ton of time on the track because it was a little crowded and it started lightly raining. Right. So, uh, So I didn't get a lot of time. So I wanted a little bit more time on the track and arguably a larger track would be great because then you get to really experience some nice long curves and some really short, just like more variation, but also time to stretch out a little bit and really just lean into some longer curves, but I just, uh, you know, I got to feel that input. I mean, going around, uh, slalom, slaloming, um, doing kind of like wide turns, you know, inside the cones, like there's there, you know, traditional, you, you start there, warm the car up, warm the tires up, check out some slaloming. Um, and it's just, the input is just silk. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's hyper crisp, very laser focused. It's not, there's not a lot of under or oversteer doesn't feel like it feels like if if there is it's my fault Mm -hmm. it feels like i'm not i'm not braking correctly going into the corner i'm not applying acceleration and unwinding um at the right point and applying power at the right point it feels more like that feels like the car is very precise and i need to adapt to better driving technique um so it makes you kind of forces you into being a a better
0: driver if you're going to drive it if you're going to drive it did you feel like when you got back into your C4S, yeah. that this has now been rendered mute, that this is an ordinary 911 compared to what I just drove, this athletic, precise I know piece of equipment. Yes. Right. Did you go, ah. Oh. Well. <laughs> Did you just go, oh, how, how do I enjoy what I have now? Because right. that's what happens to me all the time with this brand. I see. Yes. I mean, here's how
1: I'd look at it. The GT3 is like, it's in a league all its own. It's a sister. It's a cousin of the 911. The C4S is kind of like the good nexus of (laughs) the spirit of the 911 with enough power to feel the potential of a 911 and to get a good taste for a 911 in general. So it's a a good generalist car. Um, But of course, the GT3, I think I would have to compare it directly to the Turbo S. In, in, in that regard. And I know there's still very different cars, two different philosophies. I would, I'd say in the future, I would prefer a lighter, more precise car. Um, I like lightweight because driving the Taycan is, it's fun. I've driven a lot of electric cars and I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm very comfortable with electric cars. Yeah. I can manage the weight cause it's all about weight management. So, um, It's just a kinetic, constant kinetic conversation between all the driver systems going like, it's not that heavy, right? Right, It's like, no, it is very heavy. (laughs) So, um, But I would love to go on the other end. I would love to go something really, really lightweight, something very precise in the future. But I feel like GT3 is a ruiner in the sense that if you go on the track, I imagine freeway driving would just be so much fun. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, but there's time. There's so many. <clears throat> Even if you were to buy the GT3, there's the GT3 RS. I know coming. It's always something coming And then when you get down. that, there's the, GT2? the ST and oh. the GT2 RS and the they say there's a 73 RS anniversary car coming, and then the the, the sport classic 911. Oh, right. That's right. a turbo and yeah, lots of horsepower and a manual gearbox. Club sport. It's never yeah. ending, and when you You're think right. you finally have captured it it then looks old you see that gt2 rs all the way down there yeah. that was yeah. that was a car that just you know mind-blowing when i first drove it. and i just went there's nothing <sighs> past this right but of course i'm completely wrong <laughs> there are 25 or six things past it yeah, i keep saying
1: that i think like if i could talk to porsche directly i would say bring well, back the you can no substitute Bring back what? There is no substitute. Just the slogan. I love that slogan. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's so elegant. It's yes. just, it. like, when you read it, it just, it's like one of the best taglines for a, a favorite movie. You know, that made you go, oh, that's going to be a badass movie. You know, like, that, <laughs> to me, it's like, <laughs> Porsche. there is no substitute. It's just
0: disgusting. You know, there's also no substitute for Manscaped. <laughs> because, uh, you know, we're in 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny testicles all year around. That's what Manscaped does. They're here to save your balls this year and make your ball drop at the same time. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know if I read that line correctly, but it sounded better that way. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive uh, or, uh, offer. Go to Manscaped.com and use code SPIKE20 for 20% off uh, plus free shipping. As you know, I use I use Manscaped. I use all of their stuff. I love their lawnmower uh, uh, 4.0. As uh, you may recall, I dropped mine on the hard... Bathroom floor at my home, and it, it it smashed, and that was my fault. Well, they sent me another one right away, and guess what? Just like porsche these guys had already improved the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> they didn't even change. They didn't even say the lawnmower 4.1. They just they made it better. It was a better design, and it's even better and better. It's a little light on it. It's wonderful. It's uh, it's something you got to try if you enjoy grooming yourself on Sundays, which I, as you know, I do enjoy, and we love you, Manscaped. Um, <laughs> Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more, travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for the exclusive Spike Off 20% off and free shipping with code SPIKE20. Cheers to your new balls in 2022. <laughs> manscaped.com, 20% off, Spike 20. Your balls will thank you. I didn't write any of that, but I did read all of that. That's amazing. Um, And that is our final ad for the show. We've got questions from our listeners, but before we get there, I got to talk about uh, Late Night. Because you you may not know, I worked for David Letterman for five years. Oh, wow. And uh, interned there and interned at Saturday Night Live and... It's my favorite part of the entertainment world. How, how does this? It's such a great gig, especially for musicians because you're no longer on the road traveling all the mm-hmm. time, which gets to be a drag as you get older. Yes. So it's James Corden calls you up. How, how do you hear about this job and how did you get the gig? Uh, he, I, you know, it's funny. I was, I uh, just
1: uh, stopped doing Comedy Bang Bang, which was a, a fictional or a fake talk show. Um, and I was a fake one-man band leader. And that job, after a while, I was like, well, I, I kinda wanna go my own direction. So I left uh, middle of season three or I finished out half of season three, and then I was done, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go back home, and thank you so much, Kami Bangway it was an amazing ride. I'm going back to New York, and I'm gonna do my thing. And then the next thing I know, I get a uh, call from my manager who's like, hey, uh, do you want to meet with this guy, James Corden? He just got the new late-night slot uh, that Ferguson had, and he's going to take over and do this talk show, and he's interested in Uh. you uh, (laughs) being his band leader. Had it been announced yet? Had not. It had not? Had not, no. So were you surprised? Did you go, my God? I I was very surprised because, for me, it was like, I just quit a fake talk show yeah. as a fake and now a real late night show talk show host wants me to be a real band leader on a real talk show right it was very abstract the yeah tiny, it is the time guys you know those windows are very tiny yeah and they're very few and far between yes some of these shows are like what 10 they're 15 once in a lifetime 20 years once you know? in a lifetime the changeover is very rare yes and so so that was weird timing. I was just like, if there's any simulation proof going around, I the fact that I quit that fake show and then suddenly it's the real show. Anyways, the, the re- reason he knew about me is someone, a friend of his, because I'd done a lot of shows in the UK, a friend of his turned me on to some of my videos. Um, and because I think I was also in comedy, bang, bang. So it kind of gave a little bit of an example of that. Um, and then he was like, yeah, let's meet with him. And then he was he was gung ho right away.
0: Wow. He was, he was, we met. So, 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 so it was based on a meeting. Yeah. You, did you sit down and you just had a chat? Yeah. We just, and, and, and what is that interview like? And it's, I, I can't imagine what I'd be asking you at that point. Yeah. I mean, did he say, Hey, so why do you think you would be good for this job? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's weird. Most of the gigs I've got. What is your biggest flaw?
1: Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Um, how do you approach, uh, how do you approach toasting? Do you, do you, do you do, you do it the traditional way toast? What <laughs> right. types of breads do you? So. Yes. Um, no, it was, it was like most of the gigs that I get, which are just people just ask me to do it. And so it was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, but you
0: don't have, you don't travel with a band. You're a one
1: man. I'm a, at that point. I didn't have a band. I've right. been in bands, but yep. I didn't have a band. I was just like a, I was a standup comedian that did like a hybrid music thing. And, um, I traveled around a lot and at that point I'd opened for Conan, you know, won the Andy Kaufman award. Right. I'd, I'd, got, I'd done a bunch of stuff that maybe if you were in the comedy community, you would have heard of. And so, yeah. And, and so he was just like pretty much straight up, like, here's the situation. This is what we're looking. I just want a band leader. You can put together the band that you want. You can do whatever you want. I just think you're the right guy for this. And I'm like, uh, okay. And it took me a while to even decide to do it. Because I was like, I just stopped that other gig. Yeah, right. Do I want to take another gig? Like, where, you know, I'm kind of
0: the, you know, co star. I'm doing an anti-talk show because that's what that show really was. It was. Right. It was an anti-talk show. Definitely. Right. And then a real talk show says, come on. And now be the guy that potentially I would have made fun of a minute earlier. Yes. Right. A hundred percent.
1: Yes. That's what's so odd about it. Yeah, it is odd. So it was very strange. So it took me a while. But then like, you know, I remember asking Sarah Silverman, I was like, listen, you're, she's a great guide for me. Like (laughs) in in, Mm -hmm. in many ways, like she's kind of a mentor, you know? Right. Um, Right. And. Cause she's always been there for me. She's so great. But she, I called her, and she was like the last piece of the puzzle. Right. She was like, hey, ask for all the stuff you want, and if you get it, consider doing it. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. And that was my inkling. But you know, so I did that, and I asked for all the stuff. I was like, I want to choose the band. I don't want the band to have to wear suits. I don't want to be wearing suits. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to play for uh, I don't want to play a backing band for artists that are coming on the show. I just think it's cheesy. I don't want to um I want it to be more of a classic kind of rock thing. Uh like a rock band formation as opposed to horns and stuff like that. And uh, and I want us to improvise uh all the all the bumps like we want to be feel feel free I want to be i want to feel free to tell the band to improvise or we just improvise all the bumps because it's literally five seconds of music right all you have to do is play a gig or a get sorry I have to do is play like uh, just a basic beat with a cool
0: bassline over But how does that work how work. many people are in the in the band the setup that's like uh, five five piece right yeah, okay good. so how do you improvise when i'm counting down all right we'll be right back after this and yeah well because how like, does that go with five people? having to play the same thing and not sound nuts. Do you hear what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. No, I, I get you. Well, it, well, first of all, it's like, it's, we have comms. So I wanted comms, um, so that we could talk, the band could talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. And then we can also talk to, uh, control the control room. if right. we need to, Yes. or to the sound guy who can patch us through to the control room. Yep. So, um, so we have two channels. We can talk to, broadcast and or we can talk to production and or we can stay internal so i wanted that system set up so they figured it out it took a while we figured it out then we have a calm system between ourselves so i can say like i'm thinking something like right <laughs> <laughs> they're playing because the the the, <laughs> the the instruments are going through the house so we're hearing it in our headphones and we're like oh that sounds cool okay so you're cool. already that, playing that's what we'll do next off to the and side then, then we stop and then they're like, "Okay, we're going to commercial in five, four, three, you know, or whatever." And then, and then it, we'll
0: be right back. So after So really, during the guest <laughs> segment or the comedy or any of the talk, you guys are talking behind the scenes, yeah. and that's not James isn't in your eye line. That's not uh, confusing it, it, or it, distracting to him.
1: In the first year, sometimes it would be, but he got used to it, and we just figured out a way to talk, you know, more quietly. Just get up into the mic and just kind of talk wow. like this, um, and just so have that monitor. so
0: that means now that. Uh, technically i don't really need you you in a music rehearsal that you guys uh, that's exactly correct we <laughs> didn't
1: we didn't rehearse cuz i didn't want to rehearse
0: yeah so what time do you get to show up every day
1: so i show up at around 4 uh, around 4:30 ish um, oh sorry 3:30 ish we yep. tape at 4 and then we're done at 5:30 come on what a gig yeah. and that's exactly what, what you a told gig. me like that's what he promised me when we sat down in that that hotel lobby when he was propositioning right. me about the about being on the show. Yeah, that's exactly. what he said that's what was shocking about it because he was like, "You'll show up half an hour before you need to go on, do the show for an hour and a half after the show. Your car could be already running. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're out. out. And you're oh, out. That's that is exactly the what he said. That's what he promised. Gig. And
0: That's exactly what happened. Did, did, what about does he ever want you in sketches though? Do you have to go in for rehearsal then? And
1: I try to keep myself like out. <laughs> of consideration for sketches <laughs> i'll do bits that are a part of me being a band leader on right, the show right. or whatever that's totally fine that's totally cool not that i'm that i don't but in general i try to like limit my involvement as as possible but but once in a while they when they offer a sketch that's like extra that i have to come in early for or something yeah, yeah. Like that, usually it's something really dope and i'm like yeah i would love to do that so what
0: god he's got the ultimate, ultimate gig man yeah, and I only have to put on a jacket. Too. And Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman gave gave you to us with great advice and she's right. You know, make it something fun for yourself. Yeah. And uh and there you go. That's it. Right? Cuz you know, James Corden's
1: doing well. He's doing he's doing really well and um you know, and the spirits there is, is great there. Everybody that works there is super stoked. All the production people who've been like, you know, career, some, some guys have been doing it for 40 years right. or more plus were on the Fort Ferguson crew, um, before they moved on to our show and all of them, the, they it reiterate oftentimes just out of the blue, no special occasion. They're just like, this is hands down the best show I've ever worked
0: on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they, they're like, I've worked on a lot of shows and this is just feels
0: good. That's nice. There you go. You've done it. We did it. I'm done. <clears throat> Let's uh, answer some <laughs> listener questions. Um, lots of folks really excited you're on the show. Uh, what is your proudest idea, story, joke, or song that completely fell flat with an audience? And do you still think about it? In other words, have you ever bombed? And and are you the type of comedian that, that thinks about that moment? Mm. Uh, I don't... I haven't, like...
1: Bombed bombed. I've definitely done. (laughs) There have definitely been shows where I'm just not feeling it not connected and and the audience reaction is pretty lackluster. Totally my fault, yeah. But very right. lackluster, and it feels weird because it's like this odd, like <laughs> emptiness that normally <laughs> yeah. is usually pretty fun, right? Um, right. So I've done, I've had a few experiences like that. So that kind of counts, I guess. But I definitely was in Philadelphia and like was kind of bombing. But I was trying to like fuck with the audience after that. Mm-hmm. It was, it got kind of not very fun.
0: But but it was a, it was an experience. I don't really think about it that much though. A dubbed um, wants to know. Uh, it must be important to have hi-fi, good stereo, good sound in your cars. What do you put in your cars? Do you buy that premium sound system, Bowers and Wilkins, and oh. those magnificent bastards? And y- yes, yes. Um, now I'm de- well. You know, Porsche, Burmester, the Burmester. Do you have it? I do. You have Burmester. Yeah, I have yeah. both cars. Yeah, they're great.
1: Right? They're really, they're really great. The 911. Yeah. It's like a little lost on the 911, but it's allowed. It's a loudish car. I know they've been louder. Right. But it is a loud car. So I... And when I drive, just a little secret from the pro, uh, the amateur <laughs> pro, um, I uh, I always wear earplugs. You do? Yeah. What do you mean, earplugs? I wear I wear earplugs. Earpods? No, or earplugs. Earplugs. Yeah, like I loud wear, noise. Yeah. I have like... I either wear eargasms or happy ears. Right. Um, Why? Uh, because it's loud in the car. It and, is. And... And hearing loss is durational. So if you're on a long drive and you're driving, especially if you're in a performance vehicle, generally they tend to be loud if they're a nice car. So, you know, driving. So your
0: ears are really important to you. Yeah. That's the you're thing t- you're protecting more than anything right now. Oh,
1: easily. Yeah. It I, is. I always, I always have a, at least five pairs of earplugs within. reach. And
0: your fear is that then you would lose your hearing. Yeah. And not be able to, enjoy music yeah enjoy music hear people when I'm older right you know right. like
1: all the stuff because hearing is like psychologically it can do a lot of damage if you lose your hearing and you're not hearing as well especially as you get older it really can cause um, uh, issues with depression
0: and things would like you that. rather lose your sight or your hearing
1: probably probably sight I guess ah, that's tough I like both of them so much. <laughs> I'm a real fan of both. There's Just a real snow out there. A real scoop, Just so you know he, <laughs> I loves, really, he I like.
0: He likes to see and he
1: likes to hear. I love it, guys. <laughs> I really like it.
0: Um, Tyler Meyer uh, said, um, "If you had the chance to choose one of James Corden's uh, karaoke cars, the cars they recorded, what would it be? Something he hasn't used before." Oh, a car or like a new car? Yeah, if you had if for the if if they asked you what should James use for this segment, yeah, they tend to use SUVs, I guess. And I noticed. And, but, and I'm but I'm, you pick the car. You want it to be a fun segment. So okay. what would you choose?
1: Well, I'm just thinking like for production purposes, <laughs> like it's an SUV. It's got a lot of room, so they can put a lot of production gear in there. But um, I would say fuck something that would be really fun. I don't know. I guess I would I would do like. I would do maybe like a Porsche, i do maybe a Porsche Macan. Yeah, that's
0: not so bad, right? You know,
1: it's like more of a crossover size because I'm not an SUV guy in any way, but I, I like low, low and agile, but I, and I love sedans. Right. So for me, you know, also I could see him rock a Morocco, Taycan. Why not? That'd be kind of dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Look good. It would, it would totally look good. It's so exciting to have you here in the car community. This is so great. Thanks, man. Not since David Spade have I been so excited about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> David's still in his shell about his love of cars really? a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just he comes out point. every once in a while and then he jumps, jumps yeah. right back in. Mm. Um, this is awesome. Well, um, Reggie, as they say, we've said a lot here and we've got to go uh, it it's not a GSR said, can, can you get, uh, Reggie to do his rendition of money's to the tight to mention?
1: Oh, mine's too tight to
0: mention. Yeah. But well, I simply read. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he can't sing here. He's sitting here. He just drove here. Uh, is that on Spotify? Could I, could I bring yeah, that up? A,
1: um, there, there, I did it in Australia for, uh, some show. It was, a uh, uh I forgot what it was called this is really cool uh, kind of game show kind of I don't know hang. what's the track called again money's too tight to mention it should come up I only did it once in Australia
0: oh this guy that's the actual song <laughs> that's not your version well, we'll just go it's on, a great on. This song. <laughs> you're gonna love this song, guys. <laughs> it's already
1: happening. Oh yeah! You listen to that snare with the gated reverb. Wow, you
0: can just hear all that stuff, huh? It's just great. Yeah, I was such a huge Simply Red fan. <laughs> but I don't understand why you would be a huge Simply Red
1: fan. <laughs> this this album, Picture yeah. Book, it was ill. Um, holding back the holding back the tears. Wow. I mean. I don't know what it was man he just like he just occupied a weird also i love like the kind of like it's like jazz it's almost like adult contemporary jazz vibe, yeah, yeah but like still like weird enough to be edgy i don't know i mean not all of his his records got weirder like more not as interesting to me but that first uh album picture book was just yeah. great this song ugh, it's all mood my friends and i in high school i grew up in the 80s i was like uh high school was 86 to 90 for me and my friends and i who talking about friends who love like you know dead can dance and ministry and (laughs) a skinny puppy and like whatever um these types of bands and then but we all loved this song and we used to sing it at the top of our lungs wow it was
0: great who were your main influences growing up musically was it all simply red (laughs) It was Ooh. just simply it was Mick Hucknall. Anything Mick Hucknall really? from Simply Red? No,
1: I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I mean it was like, you know, my mom listened to Nana Muscuri and um, Edith Piaf and oh, um, right, right, and uh, Serge Gainsbourg and. Uh, uh, my dad listened to, you know, James Brown. I mean, my mom loved this stuff too, but James Brown and Cannonball Adderley and John Coltrane. Wow, and,
0: so a really sophisticated musical upbringing. you had.
1: Yeah, that... And you, were was your pop. parents musicians? No, they weren't. My dad, my parents both loved music. They just loved it. My dad kind of played saxophone when he was younger, but nothing, nothing beyond teenage years. And then yeah and then they, they just listen to really good music and i love that and i also love top 40 so i listen to top 40 all the time you know watch all the music shows solid gold and uh watch like night flight with nina hagen and 120 later on 120 minutes on mtv for all the alternative stuff and um so then i started moving into alternate more alternative cure depeche mode that kind of stuff uh bow house probably when i was like 15 or 16 and so i moved away from just straight pop, top forty, and then moved into that. Got into really weird uh, punk, post-punk stuff. Loved that stuff. Industrial. Um,
0: but then, where does comedy come into play? I mean, that that you're you're on a trajectory to be a musician, and then yeah, you know. I know. I know. What, what I, happens?
1: I think I was just always, uh, I just, uh, I loved making, I loved funny stuff. I loved, right. The Muppet Show was
0: hilarious. Monty <laughs> Python was hilarious. Um, okay. Carol those are Burnett. two very different shows. Yes. I love both of them. But yes. I would say only one of them is hilarious. Uh, Did you really think the Muppets was hilarious? Yes. Are you kidding? Really? Those Muppet news
1: flashes? I just remember some of those Muppet <laughs> news flashes when they'd be like, "Oh, Muppet news flash!" and then they'd be like, "There are reports of an un- unidentified flying up, and then a giant bell just crashes on that, the guy, and it's end of story." I mean, that it's is stupid. Very German of you. I mean, I like
0: the so- old whatever. guys. The old guys, up in the- yeah, they were funny. They, yeah, they made good. me laugh.
1: They were great. No, I mean, there were there were elements too. I just thought it was, I just thought it was goofy, silly, funny. You know, and 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 then like Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and. And, uh, Paula Poundstone and great, Carol she? Burnett, huge she's fan,
0: still around. Yeah. Oh, still around. Yeah, I know. He's involved in my wife's political groups every once in a while. Oh, really? And I'll show up and she'll come and open and for all the old folks at the Palisades Dem Club, oh and she God. crushes. Like she'll crush on a Saturday morning at like nine a.m. and I'm like, where did you get Paula Poundstone?
1: Uh, oh my God, she's so good. She's really good. Really yeah, so good. I, I love to laugh. Yeah. Those, I just yeah. and comedies, you know, I I was always watching comedy sitcoms, Jeffersons, right? uh, yeah. you know, Too Close for Comfort, all of that stuff.
0: I was so like So you wanted to take it all and just mash it into one, yeah. one and look at it. I was yeah, I just loved it. It's I was like it's happening. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah, I did it. I figured out And now out a way. you're you're adding in Porsche's. Which oh, man. is amazing. Porsche's is great. Porsche, yeah. <laughs> for, uh, hopefully it goes Porsche Koenigsegg. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, You're Polestar. gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, put a Kona's egg in your in your uh, the next I am. CAA meeting. Tamara. And it's by the way, I, I'm gonna try that when I go in there with Rachel and I sit down and oh I have my, my big spike uh, yes! yearly meeting. Yes, <laughs> so I'm gonna go Kona's egg. Uh, yeah, totally. Reggie and I want egg. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna play us out with the song we started with right here. Oh um, yeah, really classic. Makes me it's laugh. The one. <laughs> Yo. And to all the listeners Yo. with their kids um, in the car, years. lock their ears right now.
2: Yeah. Too. Not safe for any time. Pronoun
1: adverb <laughs> run on and on and on where my jaren's at it's the only song
0: that has the word jaren's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it that's,
1: motherfucker, motherfucker,
0: that's spikes car radio everybody tits, uh, Reggie on, thanks for being bickety bickety here bickety Zuckerman bickety bickety get better Johnny yeah, Lieberman's bickety fine bickety we'll bickety 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 see you all next week on the show yeah thanks for listening to spikes car radio brought to you by Hangar 56 listen to new episodes every wednesday and be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts